What should I paint? Now, that is a common dilemma when you're faced with a blank canvas. Yet for our guest artist, Andriane, exploring mediums, techniques, and subjects compelled her to pursue two things. Two things that gave her the purest joy. Painting and teaching. Want to learn more about her story? Then tune in as we talk about the not-so-popular advice to discover your style, supplies and why you don't need to break your bank to get started, finding comfort in the joy of doing what you love, and why we shouldn't shy away from feedback. If you want to be part of the conversation, then send in your questions and topics you want us to cover to hello at etrolab.com. What better way to celebrate the love month than writing love letters? Yes, you got it right. This love month, we are celebrating with our community by reading your art love letters here on the podcast. So in the spirit of love and sharing, head on over to etralab.com slash artloveletter and submit your messages to your favorite artist. We are so excited and can't wait to read all of them. For this week's Art Love Letter, we're reading a message from Tracy Connor to Renee Walden. She said, Hi Renee, you have a beautiful style and I love your color choices. Your journey inspired me to believe in myself and to keep creating for the joy of it. Please keep doing what you love and continue to inspire us with your work. Stay blessed. Love, Tracy. Hey, this is Jesse from Etcher. We believe in your power to create, so we invited artists from all around the globe to inspire you to keep on creating. Join us in this journey and let's celebrate creativity. This is Make More Art, the podcast. It started when I was a kid, basically. I was uh, six, seven, and I just started school. I always liked to uh, draw. I was just drawing with uh, pencils at that time. Pencils? And then when I was... Yeah, with pencils, with uh, crayons. And, um, and when I was about seven or eight, um, we had this center for kids in our, in our small town, um, that had different types of classes. And uh, my mom took me to, um, an art class and my dad took me to a carting class. <laughs> okay. Well, I, uh, I continued to be the art class, let's say. <laughs> okay. And, um, yeah, I, I really liked it since I was a kid. And then um, when I was in high school, I had to prepare for university because I wanted to go to architecture university. So in um, in Romania, we had to pass the drawing exam. And I prepared for it about two and a half years or so in advance because it was really complicated. So I was drawing maybe 30 hours per week. Wow. And I really love it. Yeah, I love it. But okay. it was also a bit more also a bit more technical. Uh-huh. And then during university I didn't draw at all almost. Wow. And then okay. just after graduating, uh, it was 2017. Uh when I um I was just crawling on Pinterest and I saw I found um, an artist that I, I I saw, okay, this is something completely new. His name is Dominic Baylor. I'm not sure if I pronounced it correctly. Um, and I saw some portraits uh, made in watercolor and also ink. And I was really fascinated by that style. I found it really unique. So the next day I went to an art supply store. I bought watercolors, paper, everything I needed. And I tried to paint. And I realized, okay, I really, really like this. So 
then I um yeah I continued the painting I started sharing my paintings on Instagram and Facebook but just amateur painting so and I got a lot of positive replies from my friends and family they really liked them and then I I started um I received my first commissions from friends mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and after that I made an Etsy account I made it one day and then I forgot about it okay and a few months later I received the my my phone uh, rang and I saw that I received an order and I was really shocked that someone from a different country uh, wanted to buy a custom painting for me a custom portrait uh, for me a person that I, had, I didn't know in advance mm-hmm. so I was really shocked in the beginning and then I was really happy to, to see that other people also appreciate my work and uh, since then I, I kept receiving uh, custom orders and I also started painting more and more to diversify my portfolio. Wow. Thank you, Andrea, for, for sharing your dream. It fascinates me that your parents, both of them have different idea of what they would wanna want you to pursue. And I'm glad yeah. that you pursued art. So it looks like you started pretty young uh, with, with art. And that was with pencils and crayons. Is that right? That wasn't watercolor. Yeah, when I was a kid, yes. Mm-hmm. And then when I was preparing for university, it was mostly charcoal, but it, that oh. was a bit more technical. We were drawing the houses and buildings. And oh, question. So it was charcoal, and like what you said, a bit technical. How was the experience? Was it something that you enjoyed doing, or you felt that, huh, this is too technical, too precise, and I, I really wanted something that I I have more, you know, creative freedom. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I like it. All right, because it. I'm quite, I'm also quite technical. Okay. I'm not a very, let's say, I'm not a very dreamy kind of artsy uh-huh. person in, in that dreamy way. Mm-hmm. I'm quite technical, even in the way I, I draw. Um, and um, for instance, if I, I really like painting cityscapes and architecture illustrations, and I'm always in the back of my mind, I am always thinking about all those learn things I learned during the during architecture school right. and I some people told me also during my workshops because I'm also hosting the workshops that also when I explain I explain everything step by step we do this mm-hmm. because of that and um, I think that's also a more technical way of seeing things that's good uh, and I'm glad that you that you see that positive feedback about the way that you that you teach now, we're going to dive into that a little bit later because I know that you will be teaching with us. But talking about watercolor, when you first started, you mentioned that you checked Pinterest and you found this artist. Yeah. So did you do any sort of research as to what specific style do I want to start with, with watercolor, specific materials that I should be using? Was there any sort of that when you were starting out? Uh, not really. I was just checking Pinterest, looking for um, other artists, other styles of painting. So, um, actually, the, the way I paint now is also, in a way, it has the same basic as uh, my paintings in 2017 when I started. Mm-hmm. Um, these kind of loose techniques, loose, um, loose watercolor techniques, a lot of colors. And um, this is something I, I still do. Mm-hmm. And of course, there are different artists that influence 
um, my style, but I was not looking for something specific in the beginning. I was just trying different things, experimenting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Thanks, Andreas. During those, during that time that you were experimenting, and now that your your style, it's very distinct. Like I, I've, I've read in your bio that it's a reflection of who you are as a bubbly person. That you use like vibrant colors, and I love that because it's really reflected in in your works. But you also mentioned that they are very loose. Was it the style that you? Huh. This is something that I really love to do, and it it will apply in either cityscapes portraits or animals or botanicals was was that the the specific style that you decided to pursue yes yes exactly yes because i think when you when you create something i'm talking about watercolors because this is what i do but i think it's um it applies to any sort of art it's very important to enjoy the process and to feel comfortable while you're painting and i'm very comfortable when i paint in this very loose style um i'm always careful to have a correct drawing or a correct correct uh, starting point for instance if i paint a building or cityscape i want it to be correct from a perspective view but then what comes on top with watercolors i want to be as loose as possible and to enjoy this process of just applying color applying water and see what happens because in the end the result is always different than what you have in mind that's true yeah, that is you. true yeah i also like when, when you do your reels and you you share your process it's so relaxing to watch um how you paint and i'm sure that's also very informative to the people who follow you on instagram now talking about subjects um so when you started was it portraits that you started uh with, with watercolor or was it cityscape and then the ink was ink already a part of it. Um, I yes, indeed, I started with portraits mm-hmm. because those were those were my first references. And as I said, I really liked um, that the artist that I was mentioning before. And, um, and then, but I I didn't know how to draw people, so I was just trying to. I saw something I liked, the style. Then I took a photo, uh, like a um, photography of a girl, and then I traced her uh, nose, mouth, uh, her her face. And then I started applying color on top, but without having the um, notions about anatomy, how to actually draw a person. Mm-hmm. And um, and after that, I I started with other subjects. I started with uh, cityscapes and animals in the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in a way, I find I found it more easy to paint architecture or um, cityscapes because it's something I was used to. But with animals, you can be as free as you want because animals are not neat subjects. <laughs> they are like very lively. They're active, and I think watercolor is the perfect medium for for representing animals and wildlife in general. Good. Yeah. And I have, I, I, I struggle with portraits, like, like painting human faces as well, but I've seen your portraits and they're quite, they're quite good. I mean, it has a definitely a different style to it, but it also amazes me that you have a myriad of subjects that you do. And what are your thoughts about for, for someone who's starting out, they would say, or people would 
you would hear people recommending that you should focus on one subject to start with and then you know practice and be really good at it before you move to a different subject what are your thoughts on that Andrea well I think it depends what you are looking for I actually went to a workshop from one of my favorite artists they uh, they come to, they came to the Netherlands where I live um he, he uh, his name is Eudas Korea um and um, I asked him, uh, can you take a look over my Instagram, over my work to see? Because you are, for, for me, he's, he's the best, in, um, one of the best um, painters, uh, portrait painters. Mm-hmm. He looked over my Instagram and he indeed told me, yeah, these are very good, but you should really focus on one. Um, and um, I was thinking about it. And in a way, I think he's right. But I think this comes after you you try different things mm. and then you pick one. So I think in the beginning, it's very important to try different uh, subjects, different techniques. And then if you feel more comfortable to, to choose one. I'm still not there yet. And I, yeah, I, I like doing more things. So... Mm. Yeah, I won't be the best in portraits or the best in wildlife, yeah. but in a way, if this is what I feel like painting and this is what I, gives me pleasure, then yeah. I will keep, uh, yeah, painting different subjects. Agree. And I think it ties up with what you mentioned earlier about enjoying the process. And it's, it's clearly visible with the different subjects that you do uh, when you do your workshops and when you do like even your how you show up on social media, on Instagram, people would normally curate their their post, right? And like a specific, um, like for art, a specific subject. If it's all florals, it's all florals, portraits, and portraits. But with you, it's it's different. But what's consistent is that they you use ink, watercolor, and it's very vibrant. So take me through. Uh, Andrea, how is your process when it comes to painting different subjects that we talked about in watercolor? Do you have a specific like step-by-step process that you follow where you get the inspiration from? Do you work with still photos or like you you paint mm-hmm. from a live subject? Yes. Um, I most I use inspiration. It can either be um, other artists. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is mostly in terms of I take a bit of information from one artist, a bit from the other one, and then I, of course I, I have my own uh, style. Yeah. And then, um, uh, like let's say tangible inspiration, I use Pinterest, or if I do something to let's say a cityscape that I want to sell later on, mm-hmm. um, I check Unsplash or this kind of websites where I find. Um, oh, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Um, photos, reference photos without the uh, copyright so that I don't have problems later on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I used to sketch using that photo as a reference. Then I apply watercolor and inks and these splashes that <laughs> I always uh, make. Yeah, the splashes. Uh, yeah. I always do, I always use a reference and I mostly paint in my uh, studio. Mm-hmm. I don't think I tried painting outside 
but I don't like it so much because I really like having everything I need around me. <laughs> and okay. when I go out, I, I really have to pack light and decide, mm. okay, I'm only going to use this because this is what I have with me. And I and like having options. So Yeah. Yeah. Your process. I, I think it's also interesting because not a lot of artists do like watercolor and ink it's either you're an urban sketcher and you have like what like paper and ink or you do just watercolor without the ink but you you manage to mix those two together and you use the splash splasher technique which is very visible and, and I think that's definitely your style that makes it distinct now let's, let's talk about do you have any specific supplies that you really use because it's, it's a common, like, when you're starting out with watercolor, right? For someone who's a beginner, would you probably had some sort of background because you studied architecture? I'm not sure if that's something that was discussed uh, as part of the curriculum, but for any, for, like, for someone who's starting out with watercolor, it can be very daunting for some as to, like, when I was starting out, I would feel lost in, in an art supply shop because I don't know what to get. So do you have any, like, go-to or any sort of recommendation, not really brands, but any sort of like things that you can, uh, tips and tricks that you can share with our listeners and our audience when it comes to starting out with watercolor. Yes. So in my case, I was a bit uh, familiar with the art supplies, not for watercolor though, because I mm-hmm. didn't really paint with watercolor before. Yeah. Um, but I knew a bit about the brands was better. What's first okay. and the price ranges let's say right um when i started out i started with um uh student grade uh watercolors mm-hmm. i used those for maybe two years or so, so oh, until wow. I, when I started buying like professional watercolors uh-huh. um i started uh using i was buying mid-range paper and then when i when I started having the uh, commissions and I started taking it more seriously, mm-hmm. um, then I switched to cotton paper. So I <laughs> upgraded step by step. Okay. Now I'm just using uh, professional, professional. Uh, supplies. Yes. Yeah. For, for everything I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, uh, I don't, I cannot say that I use something uh, specific. Because I'm still in, if I go to an art supply store, I have to spend money. <laughs> I only feel like I, okay, I want to try new supplies. I want to try new colors. Most of the time I, I end up not using them. Um, but yeah, I, I have to do it. I think that's very typical for, for any creatives. Like, like we we hoard things. We are in the art supply shop that's our hop, happy place. And then we start buying all of these things. Me, I love buying pens and papers and whatnot. And then it's all there, um, probably in my drawers. And I don't get around and using them. Yes. <laughs> but I, I, I it, it's really good when you share it about starting out with student grade for two years. Um, sometimes there are some artists who would recommend that please do write there and then use like 300 GSM paper, use this kind of watercolor. But for you, you, you started out with student grade and that, you know, that really, that worked for you for, for two years up until you uh, started getting commission works. Yes. I think uh, in terms of um, watercolors of the paints, mm-hmm. um, I think, of course, it's important to have uh, professional uh, paints, yeah. but 
if you're not planning to like do very fancy things or just paint to uh, for to enjoy the process to relax or to mm-hmm. even if you if you're not planning to sell the originals in because very often I just scan the my paintings and then I sell prints. Yeah. And then to be fair, the uh, pigments are not so important because you edit it anyway digitally. So yeah, I I don't think uh, not having best materials should stop anyone. Um, the my first biggest bigger investment was indeed in paper. Mm-hmm. And I think since I upgraded to cotton paper, I, I it's like I discovered a new world. Yes. <laughs> really helped me. It really helped me a lot. I agree. I agree absolutely 100% with, with paper. It makes a huge difference with the outcome, the way the water, I mean, the color bleeds when it mixes with water. It, it's, it's amazing, hands down, to cotton paper. Yeah. But yeah, it can be a little bit expensive, I have to say. Um, okay. Now, I want to ask, because I've read in your bio that you do full-time now, that the art painting is your yes. full-time job now, but you were a part of an architect firm, architecture firm before. Yeah. Take me through that decision process, uh, Andrea, because it's all, I'm always fascinated. I have friends as well who, um, you know, ventured into full-time and creative entrepreneurship. And for them, it, it wasn't the easiest decision. So I'd like to hear it from you. Um, when when did you decide to do full time entrepreneurship? Um, almost two years ago. So I I I was born in Bucharest in Romania, and I lived there until I finished university, mm-hmm. and then I moved to the Netherlands where I live now. And um, I moved to the Netherlands to work in an architecture office which at that point to me, it was really fancy because it was yeah. one of the best architecture uh, companies in the Netherlands. And I was really proud that I had a chance to work there. But after one and a half years or so of working there, I realized it is not as cool as I thought it would be. <laughs> and um, I started thinking about my life in 20 years, being an architect, in a foreign architect in, a, in the Netherlands. And it didn't, the, the future didn't look so bright. <laughs> um, and then I I was living in Rotterdam, and um, my boyfriend he he worked in another city about one hour away from Rotterdam. So I we we had to move to that city because he was commuting every day, and it didn't work out. And then I I was had to take a decision to either look for another job in this city, mm-hmm. um, or to just quit my job and start taking this painting business to a next level. Until then, I was painting and I was having some commissions, but it was just like a side uh, side job. Yes, I thought so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And I was not really making a lot of money with it, but it was growing. So I thought, okay, let's let's see how it works. So in in the summer of 2020, I quit my job. And that was also the moment I started teaching. In the beginning, um, I did it in Eindhoven, in the city where I live in. So it was the uh, live workshops. Wow. And 
I realized that I liked it, but then with coronavirus and all these restrictions, I couldn't do it anymore. And then I switched to, um, I switched to online workshops. And then I thought, okay, this works. And um, I also, I can also reach a lot of people with these online workshops. I was also lucky that now with the lockdowns, people were at home and they started doing creative stuff. Yes, yes, <laughs> a lot of people for are. Me, it was actually the perfect timing to uh-huh. start. That's right. Let's talk about teaching. Was it something that you've always like thought of or did you make the decision to teach after you quit your full-time job as an architect? It happened after I quit my my job. I never thought about teaching. I never taught anybody anything. I didn't even know how to do it. Yeah. And um, when I moved to uh, to Eindhoven to this city, I I joined the community with other creative women. Mm, okay. And they, one of them asked me, but why don't why don't you teach? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Uh-huh. How can I teach watercolor? Something that I I didn't study. I just learned it by myself, just by by doing. But I don't have a, a degree in yeah. arts or anything like this. And she was yeah, but you don't have to worry about this. You just have to try, see how it is. If you like it, what people say. And I was like, okay, let let's give it a try. And people were happy. The feedback was good. I I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, then I, I continued uh, hosting also online workshops and I always get good feed, feedbacks. So I think I'm doing a good job. I, I think you, you, you nailed it, Andrea, when you said that, how could I teach something when it's something that I have learned by myself? And it's, like, you know, the techniques, everything, my style is all, they're all self-taught. Yeah. I, I, from from my experience and from what we've seen also in nature, it's it's really fascinating to to learn from someone who really didn't go through like an art school. I mean, of course, we have high respect for those who went, but it, they, the people who managed to learn by themselves, who curated their techniques and their styles by themselves, have a different take, have a fresh you know way of doing things and. I think it all boils down on how you will be able to impart what you managed to learn by yourself with others. And if you can get them to that point, you know, to be better when it comes to painting or any form of art or any type of skill, then I think that makes you that a good teacher. And I'm excited because you will be teaching with us. And I'd like to ask you to give us a little bit like preview of what it is that you will be doing for your live demo as well as your mini workshops. And this is happening uh, sometime in March and April. So you're probably listening to this recording sometime in February. So get us excited, uh, Andrea. What will you be sharing with us for your live demo and your mini workshop? Uh, Yes, I'm going to focus on uh, painting uh, wildlife. Oh, uh, the subject cool. is still to be to be discussed, yes, but it will be um, animals, probably birds or a sea life, um, because I really want to to show how I paint in a very very loose style, loose technique, and I think, as I said, 
um, animals are a very good subject for this. You know, just applying uh, water colors and splashes and enjoy the process. I love the splash techniques specifically. I, I have another friend who uses that as well. But of course, with your style and incorporating ink and water, will you also be using ink as well during your live Absolutely. Okay, so it's it's gonna be interesting because I, I love the splash technique, and I think whether you're an adult or a kid, it's always you know the the feeling of like smashing, and then seeing like the final result, it's just mind blowing for me. I, I think it's amazing. So we're pretty excited for your live demo and mini workshop, Andrea. I'm sure we'll be learning a lot from you, and with your techniques and your specific and distinct style of painting watercolor with ink. Now, any other tips or probably, let's say, three golden nuggets that you would want to leave with our audience and our listeners who are starting out with any form of art, really, whether it's watercolor, gouache, or acrylic, or really any form of art? What, what would be those three golden nuggets that you would want to share with them? Well, I would say, first of all, when you when you start, don't think too much about supplies or this kind of stuff. Because for many people, like not having the right supplies can be, okay, I don't have this uh, paper, I'm not, I'm not going to do it now. So really start with everything, anything you have around you. Don't think how much money you spend on it or this kind of stuff. Just start with what you have. Um, because if you do this and you know there is not a high risk, then you are also very loose so you can act you are not afraid and this leads to the second uh, aspect is don't be afraid just try new things try different techniques um from my experience i i don't know how to paint let's say the proper way the, the way the book says um but i just i just experiment and see what works best for me and um, I look at the final result, and if I want to change some things, then I know what to change. Okay. But just, just don't be afraid. And I think another very the third uh, aspect would be uh, share your work. Mm. I think uh, receiving feedback, even if it's bad feedback, it's still something you can you can learn from. So don't be afraid to share your works. Of course, your friends, your family will always be supportive. <laughs> but also, yeah, um, yeah good way to, to start your artistic journey. And when you grow, you will probably receive also like negative feedback, but that's all right. It's part of the process. But I think sharing your work on social media or between friends, it, it's very important. Thank you. That's very well said. And these, those are three like really good golden nuggets and trinkets of wisdom from you, Andrea, especially the last part about sharing your work. I think for, for most of us who are starting out, we're so scared to show and to be vulnerable enough to share our work, thinking that no, that's they're not good enough. But with you, you you shared your journey with your audience. And I think the reason why people followed you and you know, on Instagram, it's because of how authentic you show up because you share the journey of you growing in this creative field in, in watercolor and ink. So thank you for, for doing that. And I really enjoyed the conversation uh, that we had, Andrea. I learned so much. Um, 
And I, I hope for anyone who's want to start out with watercolor and eventually would want to venture out, probably like what you did. So you have your Etsy shop and you know, you're, you're doing workshop as well when those two were something that you initially planned, right? So let this be yeah. an inspiration for you. Um, the journey of Andrea, I did pick up a lot and something that I probably think about as well and doing. But we're so looking forward to your class, classes, um, your live demo and the mini workshop and hopefully a master class with us with Etcher. And thank you again for agreeing to do this interview, Andrea, and for agreeing to be one of our teachers, an artist. Um, yes, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I had so much fun and um, look forward to seeing more of your works on the ground and of course, your classes with us. Thank you so much, Andrea, for being on Making yes. Art the Podcast. Please stay safe. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Andrea dropped in some major truth bombs in this episode. I personally tried to veer away from painting portraits and thought of sticking to the same subject over and over until, well, until I think I'm finally ready to let go of loose florals. I am not there yet. But what about you? Have you been painting similar subjects or have you tried to paint something different? Do let us know and share with us your thoughts through the blog posts associated with this podcast at etrolab.com slash Andrea. That is etrolab.com slash A-N-D-R-E-E-A. And oh, spread some love this February by writing love notes to your favorite artist. And we'll read them off here on Make More Art. We would love to hear your thoughts. So please drop us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast or you can find us on YouTube at Etro Studio. And oh, hitting the subscribe button is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you again next time. Until then, let's make more art.